Hi, my name is Chelsea Rose. I do a trail riding group in New Jersey called Crazy Faith Riders, and you're listening to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. I am. I am. I am. I am a young. I am a young. I am a young. I am. And I am a young black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Young Black Equestrians with your host, Abriana Johnson. Today, we have Chelsea Rose here with us, part of Crazy Faith. I'm going to get it. I'm gonna get it wrong. Crazy Faith. What's the rest? Riders of New Jersey. You're Riders right. of New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought there was something in between, like after Crazy Faith, but I am super excited to do this interview with you and welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. All righty. So you're out of New Jersey, obviously, ride horses. So kind of start from the beginning. How did you get into horses and tell us just a little bit about yourself? Oh boy. Um, even as a kid, it's not, I wasn't raised in Jersey. I was born in Brooklyn. So that wasn't, horses wasn't a thing, period. But going to like a carnival or a fair and seeing a pony, I was a kid that begged my, my dad or my mom, we have to wait in the line. I need to ride the pony. Be like a two hour line for like a three second ride. And I remember yeah. being so upset after. I'm like, who would do this just for three seconds? I was like, I could ride all day if I had my own horse. But um, used to see them like while driving on the highway on the side of the road. And you're like, oh my God, that'd be so cool to hang around horses. But getting in the horses, I was 13. And my mom thought it would be a great idea for all the girls to go do a lesson at a place in Sayreville, New Jersey. I did a lesson. I caught on really quickly. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And um, the owner could see that too. And they did volunteering every weekend for younger kids and whatnot. So he asked if I'd want to come back the weekend following to learn and volunteer and heartbeat. I said, yes. And the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool that that opportunity was there though. I, I always feel like sometimes it's either or it's either you know no you need to be 18 you need to be you know and then kids don't get that opportunity or it's like yes come and be my free labor every single day yes (laughs) that was it (laughs) (laughs) they needed a pooper scooper right right but there's I mean there's so much experience in that there's so much value in that so um how did you or what discipline do you ride and you know was there a a progression to that or to what you do now or I'm mostly western I've always been western I've done very little English I did it at um Rutgers I rode for the equestrian team for Rutgers University in New Jersey um I remember having to you had to kind of like do an audition to be on the team they had to see where you were at riding skills they weren't going to throw you on a horse and expect you to be in a expert class when you've never 
touched a horse in your life and they could see it just from how you rode mm-hmm. but um it was an English barn so I had to get an English saddle and I'm like mm, okay I'll just wing it and I remember taking lessons with this one woman I also helped out um for a couple months but it just wasn't my forte so I stuck mostly with western mm-hmm. it's more comfortable yeah yeah did you so did they offer uh multiple disciplines as a member of the riding team or did you were you expected to do English there was western or English and because I knew western I immediately chose that but mm-hmm. um there was way more members of the English team. I feel like English is a bigger discipline in Jersey. There's very few Western places. And I feel like that's more when you go Midwest or West. Yeah. Um, and they just started doing dressage recently. So they're, they're very, they're varied. They did a good job with that. Okay, good, 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 good. So when you went to try out for the team, um, in college did you by chance choose your school based on that or what kind of led you to to make the decision to go at a collegiate level I chose Rutgers because they had a equine science program which I minored in I got my degree and minor in that so they had horses on campus and I didn't find out till it was like a some type of fair they had when freshmen come in and you get to see all the different types of clubs and things they do mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god they have a riding team and I was like yes and yeah. I I went to a meeting and I did it for I did it for four years I rode for uh Rutgers and um it was great I, I had to do like lessons maybe two or three times a week so that was interesting having to schedule it into my classes in between and trying to drive to a lesson and then rush back to make it to another class but um mm-hmm. it was great I, I wouldn't have it any other way yeah that's cool that's cool so let's back up a little bit and how did you go from you know cleaning stalls on the weekend to writing in college like what was that journey like <laughs> um I think when I started, it was just getting a foot in the door, understanding how to even, what are the parts of a horse, how to even care for a horse, what they eat, who eats what, how to put on tack. I learned everything at that place I volunteered at. Um, so that was, I feel like the beginning and the basis for me, I took lessons there. Um, I eventually led trail rides. I tailed a lot of trail rides. I did lessons for kids, adults. So it was, a good starting point and I felt somewhat comfortable enough to think that I could be on the western team why not and it was only like maybe max it would be seven to nine of us so it wasn't a lot compared to like the English team that had like 30 something people right so we had to represent western as best we could but um yeah just anything I could anything horse related I could touch I wanted to be a part of it didn't matter yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you mentioned that your mom was taking all the girls for a, a lesson. Do you have lots of siblings? I have, um, by marriage, I have three step siblings. So, but I call them my sisters and my brothers. Yeah. We're close like that. And yeah. I have younger siblings also. So we're, we range in age group. 
So what was it like to, or are any of them also interested in horses? Just me. No. <laughs> Just you. Okay. Okay. That's what I was kind of getting at. What is, what was it like to kind of have that conversation? Cause you were 13 at the time, you know, yeah. like, Hey, I need you to take me every weekend, please. What was that please. like? <laughs> <laughs> It worked out for my parents, I feel, because you know how they try to have their kids find a sport or a hobby to keep your kids out of trouble or doing things they need to be doing. So to know she dropped me off at a horse farm and then she would leave and do what she needed to do and know I'm going to be there when she comes back to pick me up, mm -hmm. that it was a good, it was a good starting point to just, I don't know, even take responsibility and do things that I like, or I'd wake her up in the morning. I'm like, we got to go to the horse farm. Let's go. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd bring me like um like bags of Gatorade and food when it was like a hot like those 90 something degree days and mm -hmm. but she was very supportive about that I appreciate that that's good that's good I feel like that is a cheat code to life supportive parents <laughs> because it's important where would we be <laughs> so what is one of the biggest challenges you feel like you faced um with horses and kind of what was that learning experience for you? I feel fitting into a group where you can comfortably ride but not feel like you're being judged. There's only people who are there to support you and help you and move you forward in your journey. Um, although I had a lot of opportunities, I felt there were very few people in the horse world that are willing to go out of their way and um, do that for you. It wasn't a time where I really felt comfortable where I was riding until actually when I met um, the Crazy Faith riders and I started mm -hmm. riding with them and mm -hmm. that changed the whole game for me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about them and uh, what kind of put you in there or put them in your crosshairs. <laughs> so um there was this one horse I rode at the place I volunteered at fell in love with them everything about him was perfect um it didn't work for the program that he was in because he's kind of more of a one person type horse but they needed a lesson horse where that could vary so they decided that they were going to sell him I met Glenn Johnson who's the vice president of Crazy Faith Riders currently and he had inquiries about buying him. I went to the Cranberry auction in New Jersey to see where the horse would end up. So maybe I could follow progress or get little updates if they would allow me to, the new owner, Glenn mm -hmm. Bottom. I walked up to him, I was like, hey, <laughs> I really bonded <laughs> with this horse. I love him. Um, if I could help in any way or even get updates, that'd be great. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you where we're gonna be boarding. This come up anytime, you could ride them whenever you want. I was like, okay. And I ended up just staying there with them and hanging out. But then he introduced me to his cousin, Wayne Johnson, who is now the president of uh, Crazy Faith Riders in New Jersey. I met the whole group, there's supporters, there's family members that have been rolling with them for years on end and it's just amazing. It's a faith-based trail riding group in Jersey. I can't really say there's a lot of those in Jersey in general. So I feel like we're the only one that's pretty solidified. Mm -hmm. And we deal with a lot of inner city events and 
deal with the youth mostly, trying to provide an outlet for the youth in inner cities to be able to do productive things that they can come to a farm and volunteer or come to our events and help out and mm -hmm. understand the world of horses. And if that's something they want to do in the future, then we greatly support that. But yeah. um, we do a lot of community events in New Jersey, uh, whether it's donations, we did a lot of stuff for COVID. Um, we did an event just like a week or two ago and I believe it was Newark. They did like a street ride and we gave food to a family in need, which was great. And mm -hmm. um, it's always giving with them, which is a wonderful thing. You don't get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you recreated the, well, not that you recreated it, but you are now a part of an entity that's kind of like what you did when you were growing up. You know, just providing that opportunity. Yes, blessed, very blessed. Yeah, yeah. So what was your first reactions? Because I am, I'm assuming, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, um, you know, the barn that you grew up in was not a barn of color. Very few, maybe, I could say honestly, maybe two people, if mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. and obviously Rutgers I ain't either um <laughs> so I was the only colored person in the whole equestrian thing in general so what was your initial reaction when you're like this black man just bought this horse I like <laughs> I was like there's more <laughs> black people who ride <laughs> that isn't me oh my god I was like I have to introduce myself and then to see a group of there's more of you. there's more of you. Oh my god! It was just I don't I I don't mean to say that you know there's other groups that are more welcoming than others, but there was nothing about Crazy Faith that made you feel unwelcome or that you didn't deserve to be there. They're just very open, open arms and come in. So even the people we ride with in general, many times a year it's mixed we have Spanish people white people black people but just to see the diversity it's a it's refreshing it's such a beautiful thing and to know you can ride with these people and you all have the one thing in common which is horses and known each other for years and it's it's great absolutely absolutely I often say like when I go to trail rides um like I only know these people because we all love horses I have, I know nothing else about your lives, really. Like no. you could, you could, I don't know where you work. I don't know what other skills you have. And it's like, you know, on the outside, look at in, these are receptionists, truck drivers, dentists, like doctors, like you don't know who nope. these people are outside of our relationship, you know, with the horses and if you get closer to them, then yes, but it's just amazing. Um, like in the last interview I did, he was saying like, you know, the, even these actors, these actors that we have grown up seeing on TV, they go home to their ranch and no one had a clue. <laughs> nope. No. And it's amazing. It's amazing to have that kind of all wrapped up into one person. 
but it's such a small world also because there's some people that you know and then those group of people know them from somewhere else I met I met um a gentleman Justice Jacobs at an ACO ride in 2019 and then he he said you know I want to start a, a horse training business I'm like that's amazing I was like let's get that into notion I mean I do I do the social media for Crazy Faith Riders and right now that's all it is is social media and how you get yourself out there so mm-hmm. I was like let's let's do it so I did it did the page the ads everything his business is rolling um now Centaur Horsemanship and we also just had the New Jersey Extreme Mustang Makeover competition and his horse won I believe seventh place Jolene Oh, she just got placed in her home, new forever home in Kentucky. And that was great to see something go from an idea to Mm -hmm. you doing a competition, maybe a little over a year later and still making a name for yourself. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it all comes back around small world. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, um, you know, part of what you do in your real life? Like, social media or digital marketing things like that I do a lot of the social media for centaur horsemanship and crazy faith riders to keep people updated on events and what's going on and whatnot but full-time I am an accounts receivable specialist internationally for an IT company so you never know unless you ask (laughs) right you never completely different from what I love but yeah I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And how do you how do you manage or balance this, you know, my job? Because we're 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 all well not all of us, not all of us are working from home, but right now there's a big conversation about like team F this job and you know, doing what you love and making a way and entrepreneurship like there's just the whole conversation happening right now so how are you able to kind of maneuver or balance the two right now I believe if you have the assets and the support to do what you love to do and you want to you don't like this job sitting in a cubicle and you want to go do go do horses life is Life is too short to be doing something. You're waking up and you don't you don't want to do it. You don't want any part of it. But mm-hmm. um, just don't do, I feel like just don't jump into something where you're not 100% sure. I like that I can do this on my spare time, but still make the money to pay off student loans <laughs> when I, you know, when I'm working that, you know, eight to five or nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I can imagine spending my free time not with horses I think that's a very unlikely reality for me (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so what is a a common misconception people may have about you know groups such as crazy faith riders or just your position in the industry right now well, for one, not everybody on a horse is going to be blonde hair, blue eyed with a, you know, they're like, oh my God, y'all ride horses. I'm like, yeah, we ride horses. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's just, 
I don't know the look on people's faces it just it says it all it's basically like I didn't think or I didn't know that black people ride horses Mm -hmm. that's I feel like that's a very common misconception that we all have to look like those old westerns on tv Mm -hmm. no we all come in different colors different shapes different sizes yeah um and just discipline wise that any discipline looks easier that riding looks easy none of it is easy even being (laughs) involved is never easy it's hard mm-hmm. work. All of it is hard work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Once the horses started going in the trailers, instead of pulling the carriage, everything changed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I know that you have, uh, or Crazy Face Riders has a range of like generations involved. Um how have you seen you know the the reaction or just conversation with you guys like what is the difference between the the generations and kind of how you operate and you know different values and things like that it was interesting actually going into um our vote for the elections of who's going to take on different positions this was about maybe a year or two ago where Mm -hmm. um Wayne came into position, Glenn came into position, and they're both cousins, so that worked out lovely, that family's going to be running this, Um, but the people before were of another older generation, and I feel in their minds, they wanted their club to kind of stay what they were familiar with for all these years, but the rest of us that were coming in, especially I'm really the only youth youth that's a part of the group right now, so... Mm -hmm to be able to keep the club going for youth to come, that's another mission that we have to work on because it can't, it can't, nothing can run the way it used to. If something else can work just as good as how it did before, there's nothing to lose by trying it. So it's, it's interesting to see the, just even the difference of opinion for me compared to the people of the older generation or even our clothing. I did a whole, remodel this past year I was like I know we love button down shirts and they're you know super fancy when you go and you go to western shows button down I understand I was like but some of us you know the cute females we like our hoodies and t-shirts and you know and it works for the youth that could see clothing and they maybe would want to buy clothing just by seeing that and they're like oh my god that's so cool and they even ask what do you all do I wear my hoodie to Walmart and I have people asking questions about it mm-hmm. so just to even see the change in our clothing line has been incredible and that we can make a lot of stuff work for all types of age groups yeah yeah I uh I feel like that has been a lot of conversation um recently you know through the pandemic and um you know being really careful about you know interacting with each other but also about preserving some of these things you know because we've we've never had a a period where we have to take a break you know like you can't you got to stop seeing people like we've never had that so um you know when we're talking about these these groups of that we've gotten together to create um you know I just know that that was there was a lot of resistance you know, in the groups that I am close to or had conversations with down here. So that's why I was just kind of interested to see, you know, what 
what you guys came up with up there because I have seen your social media presence and I see the work that you are doing and I think it's so important now to now more than ever to to show you know proof proof of what you're doing and proof that it works you know and that can all get along and do something that we're passionate about without some sort of you know big regulation body or you know you don't have to be part of something government official to do stuff like this even we're being you're being very considerate through the pandemic as well even with meetings people wanted to know what's going on what's coming up what's been you know happening we started zoom this past year you know how difficult it is to get older generations on zoom yes know what it is (laughs) <laughs> download right. an app <laughs> right right so we just got that going so people who don't want to come in person because they have reserved feelings they can hop in on zoom and we've had people doing it or if they're busy working but they still want to mm-hmm. listen in we've mm-hmm. had that so that was a big change also but positive yeah yeah that's awesome and I I definitely commend y'all for that because whew, yeah I just had I honestly I gave up with the people I was talking to <laughs> I gave up I was like okay yeah, it's fine it's fine gonna go so far all right <laughs> I'll just be over here just call me um so what do you what vision do you have for the future of you know horse ownership being in this industry riding with your group oh boy I hope to be eventually stable enough to I wouldn't know where I'd want to move where I could the dream is always to have your own beautiful house on a nice piece of land and just have your horses right there in the backyard it's just about working hard enough to get there Mm -hmm. um with uh, me working closely with justice with centaur horsemanship and seeing all these mustangs getting trained I do see myself in the future, hopefully being able to compete in the extreme Mustang makeover when I have more time and I'm more stable with my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I can actually, you know, care for a horse, it's nice to have people who are willing to, they don't have the time. So they're right. willing to have you help out. And so I'm basically like an exercise rider for my barn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like I have to pay for anything, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. Free riding. I love it. but to have your own horse one day that's that's always the dream also but it does take work to get there and to keep it maintained um yeah I was gonna ask I was gonna ask do you have a horse now I don't know but um I everybody in the group will mostly say Glenn's horse is my horse because that's like my baby he knows me I know him we're like inseparable okay okay I have a tattoo with his name on my wrist. So I'm going to say that's mine. <laughs> oh, oh, and this is the horse from the auction? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> for, um, for our group, mm-hmm. I hope that eventually the youth will see how important it is as well as we do. And they'll be willing to step in when it comes a time where our generation can't do it anymore. And they'd want to carry this on because it, it is a beautiful thing, what we do mm-hmm. and um, all the people we meet and speak to and everybody who wants to be involved. It's right. uh, touching. Right. 
Right. What kind of events or um, if anything, are you guys kind of doing to target that generation? So now it's getting cold. So it's kind of coming to a halt with the stuff we can do. We've been, we were doing a lot of events outside because that helped with the social distancing. So we've done a lot of campouts in South Mm -hmm. Jersey. Um, People could bring their kids and their families and had like pony rides for the horses and kids were hanging around the horses all day and it's just that vibe alone kids are like you know I'm on my own horse or I could I could ride this horse and mm-hmm. they come back for the next events and to come so yeah. winter we're on hold um our next trail it's also a camp that will most likely be in March in Akko New Jersey um we have that about twice a year but that's a very family-based event where um, people bring their kids, grandkids, families, and mm-hmm. we're able to get our name out there, meet new people, and just mm-hmm. show them what we're about. Yeah, cool, cool. So what advice would you give uh, the aspiring equestrian? If you love it, do it. It doesn't matter what anybody says because you're the one who has to go to bed being happy about your day mm-hmm. and um don't don't stop if it's something you feel a passion for you know it's I feel like with equestrians it's a it's a burning passion it's something you you feel it in your heart and your soul when it comes to horses so don't let anybody deter that just mm-hmm. do what you love and it, it'll be a great thing that's good. That's good. So at the end of our interviews, we do the derby round. So you just answer these questions. Okay. Uh, well, they're not questions. They're just choices with the first thing that comes to your mind. And we'll go from there. All right. You ready? Okay. <laughs> English or Western? Western. Solids or spots? Solids. Bays or grays? Uh, bays, because I <laughs> haven't really had good experiences with grays. A lot of them are a little cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> Brown tack or black tack? Brown. A sponge or a curry brush? Mm. Ooh, a sponge. Bumper pull or gooseneck? Mm. a gooseneck <laughs> rope halter or a nylon halter rope that nylon breaks like nothing <laughs> <laughs> wood fence or electric fence do a mixture of both because some of these horses <laughs> I know I'll both go with wood best. for appearance <laughs> <laughs> right 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 uh, favorite piece of barn equipment I like my rope halters, all the colors, and it's pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Favorite piece of tack? My saddle is everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last time you fell off? Ooh, um, October of 2019, and I curved my tailbone in a little bit. It was a hard fall. 
but we're all good. <laughs> good, good, good. And if money was no object, what is one horse-related purchase you would make? More horses. More horses. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you on that. <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much for uh, coming on the episode today. And I am so thankful we got to learn more about you and the crazy face riders of New Jersey. Got it right this time. Um, (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode. See you next week.